Welcome to another episode of Pod for Good, the podcast where we talk to the change agents and amazing people trying to make Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world a more vibrant and inclusive place. I'm your chief philanthropod, Jesse Ulrich. And I'm your vice admiral philanthropod, Chris Miller. And today, our special, special guest is everyone's best friend, Steve Cluck, with a bonus appearance by Lawn Man. <laughs> we talked to Steve about the birth of 918 Day why we should believe women in the Tulsa art scene, and how karaoke is better when it's bad. We hope you all enjoy this special outdoor episode. You're going to hear a lot of background noise, but we left it in so that you can also experience like you were there with us. So, enjoy. All right, we are very excited to bring you this special pandemic outside episode of Pod for Good, and we are very excited to have the man about town, Steve Cluck, on the podcast. Hi, Steve. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So, our normal first question to our guests during this pandemic is, how are you doing? But in that, in this particular case, that question to you, I feel, is actually the entire episode, which is, how has it been being the man about town when there's been no about town? It's definitely been a, an interesting journey. I've really, it's been good. I spend most of my social time at the gathering place and the river trails, uh, running and walking in the mornings. And that's just a good way to get out and get healthy during this time. So I'm trying to turn it into a positive. And there has been, slowly, we're starting to have some of the art galleries reopen. So I've been going to Living Arts and AHA and uh, 108 Contemporary. So I, I do have to bring out, I, I have a special prop for this particular episode. Cabin Boys has brewed a special beer, and I can only assume they did it specifically for uh, the three of us. This beer is called the Extrovert's Apocalypse. Ah, nice. <laughs> Jesse and I are going to uh, sample a little a bit of this uh, special beer in honor of this special podcast, and we're going to let uh, Steve talk about the artwork on the can. Let me take a picture of that. Okay. There we go. Let me pour out some beer here. Let's get some special sound effects. I know, like, the world doesn't really want to feel bad for extroverts at this particular time, but it's been really rough. (laughs) Like, I don't like staying alone with my my thoughts this much. Every once in a while, it's fine. Yes, I think Steve is handling it way better than you or I are. Yeah. Okay. Here's the can. Yeah, take a look at that. So this is the the true test of any uh, beverage is the quality of the can or bottle art. Yes. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's it's got a red head, which is always a plus. With Ooh. what is this like lemon slices on her eyes? Is that what I'm seeing here? Yeah, uh, or lime, lime, yeah, lime, lime slices. Lime slices. Yeah. Um, and of course a mask. So she's masked up. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great color, great content. I'm going to give this can art five out of five stars. Oh. Let's make it five clucks. Yes. Five, there out, there you five go. out of five clucks. There you go. We'd like to thank our new sponsor of the podcast, Cabin Boys Brewery. Um, <laughs> they just don't know it yet. Yeah, they don't know it yet. I'm pretty sure the leaves you're seeing in the hair is mint because the beer has mint in it. Ah, okay. And it probably must have the, the lime as well. Hmm. And Plus, I think there's some sort of berry. I don't know if you see any berries in the hair or not. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some strawberries and raspberries. There you go. Yeah, this is fantastic. Very fall-looking. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the extrovert apocalypse is, as Jesse said, people are probably not feeling bad for extroverts. It's true. But, 
Also, again, I appreciate us describing what something looks like on a podcast because, as I've always said, podcasts are a visual medium. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, that's beer's really good. Yeah. So, so, speaking of art, one of the specific things that's been interesting to see is the evolution of First Friday. Yes. So, before we get into what it looks like now, I think very few people know about how First Friday actually was born versus what it is now or what it is was a year ago. Can you talk about where it came yeah. from? Yeah, First Friday has shockingly been around a very long time. I think like 13 or 14 years now. And it used to just be very sparsely attended. So First Friday Art Crawl back in the day would be, there was just a few galleries. There was TAC, there was the Mel Shuckers Pottery Place. And then up the street where Saturn Room is now was a bar. Club I don't 209. Even, Club 209, I think. It was like it was a number. And that was pretty much it in the original incarnation. But we'd go every month loyally, like all about it. But yeah, it was maybe 50 people total for all the for the entire street. And then, of course, once it really exploded when, when Guthrie Green went in and Living Arts moved over there and 108 Contemporary and AHA opened and Philbrook was there and... Well, that's when it just exploded and got so popular and such a big thing. So yeah, it's just been really exciting to see. Like, I think the other thing that really changed was that people feel safe taking their families downtown, which is something that never would have happened before Guthrie Green was a thing. But you just see this vibrant energy on a first Friday until, of course, this year. So now I went last Friday and it was just three of the galleries are open and great job on the social distancing and the, they clean all the surfaces. And then of course, art's always a large space where you're not supposed to touch anything anyway. So it, it feels comfortable. It feels safe. I, I think that they've all done a great job with, with it. Yeah, I know Living Arts has done some where you can sign up for slots to go, time slots to go and look. And, yes. Uh, we went... Last month, last month we went and enjoyed Living Arts and AHA is always great to, to see. They, they always have some very interesting art pieces there for sure. Yeah, the new experience is up. I have not seen it yet. I'm like, I've built it up in my head so much. Like I, I went to the original experience just all the time. I always brought people from out of town there. It's like the one thing you want to show off. I feel like whenever you have an out of towner, it takes them to the experience, takes them to the gathering place probably Cherry Street or Brookside downtown just to show off the best of Tulsa. But I haven't seen the new experience yet because I'm like saving it up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I, it has to be like such a big unveiling for me. So I wonder how many eyeballs are staring at you and experience version two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember having to have a meeting on that floor with the entrance of the experience and just hearing a lot of weird noises during said meeting. So I'm very curious about what the experience yeah. two is like. Everyone should go. They did some, they recorded some videos for this one, right? Yeah, there's some, I haven't seen it yet, but Emily Simmons is one of the artists who did a piece that's a space opera, is, is what I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm listening. thinking anyway. And I play a small role, like my typical is to play like a 15 second cameo in various <laughs> movies and TV and whatever. Yeah, anyways, it, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. She's kind of got like aliens and... Like this whole drama that kind of continues as you continue to watch the videos, the story mm-hmm. progresses. So it looks like it's going to be really cool. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see what, what's going on with the new experience when I finally crack that one open. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Are you saving that for like when there's a vaccine or are you just like waiting until it feels right? Waiting until it's like an exciting, okay, we've got some friends, we can take photos. I don't want to just go by myself and be like, oh, yeah. it has to be like a big excursion at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
somebody's deciding that now's a good time to do some yard work. Yeah, this is why outside podcasts are always a terrible idea. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's fun now. Blah right? blah blah. Well, yeah, we'll talk through this part. Yeah, until they move directly away from your lawn. Yeah, I honestly don't even know where it's coming from at this point. That way. Are you sure this isn't the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I know. That way. <laughs> if we start hearing some screams, we'll know. No, yeah. yeah. We'll have... Wow. There's the loudest phone drop ever. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, That's quieter than the phone drop. Yeah. So in addition to art, another of the big things that you've been focused on for about the same amount of time as First Friday is the, and I don't know, did it start with Don't Hate the 918, I Heart Tulsa, where your t-shirts and not just the t-shirts, but the whole concept of this idea of Tulsa Pride. Where did that come from for you and how did you build that up? That was born out of my college experience at TU. I graduated in 2005 and one of my good friends was moving to India and so we, all of our friends got together and we're like, hey, let's get her some memento, some souvenir from Tulsa. And we were like, okay, it can't just be a generic TU shirt because, you know, that's just the, the go-to. Yeah. So we were like, let's go find something cool from Tulsa that we can give her. And there weren't anything. Like, no, there, this was a different time when there was no Tulsa flag. There, were, there was no Ida Red. There was no way to there weren't any Tulsa gifts Mm -hmm. so I just said I'll just make an I Love Tulsa shirt because we all love that movie I Heart Huckabee yeah oh yeah Um, that was the actual inspiration like that obviously I Love New York Mm -hmm. but we were like hey since we're such fans of that movie we'll make I Heart Tulsa and just give it to her as a gag gift so at the going away party I I gave her the first shirt and she's all everyone else at the party is like that's really cool Uh, will you make me one too so I just started making them for friends and then their friends and then their friends. And then stores started calling and saying, hey, that's really cool. I want to sell that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a record store called Under the Mooch. It was, that's you know, a great name. Yeah, it was a really cool uh, record store back in the day near TU. And uh, they were the first ones to actually stock the shirts and sell them. So at that point, it became like this instant success. Uh, pe- people really embraced it. I think it... It was the right message at the right time. Like people wanted to say something positive about Tulsa and there wasn't an outlet in which to do that. So the shirts were the voice to the pride that we do have for this town. Don't hate the 918 shirts. The idea behind that was I was wearing my I Love Tulsa shirt at uh, Gypsy Coffee House and this young surly teenager came up and he's like, Tulsa, oh, that's terrible. Like, why would you wear that shirt? This place is awful. And I was like, hey, don't hate the 918. And just rolled it off, and then mm. I thought, oh, that's a good, that's a good T-shirt logo too. And this was at the time too when like area codes were, like the Ludacris song, mm-hmm. Ruben Stutter was on American Idol wearing his area code. The wrestler Rey Mysterio was rocking six one nine. So I was like, we need a nine one eight brand. Mm-hmm. Like that needs to be a thing. And I remember when I first brought it into one of the stores, I was like, hey, I've got this great new shirt. This is going to be really popular. And the store owner was like, I don't get it. What what's the nine one eight? What do you what is this? And I was like, it's the area code. But like back then, no one called Tulsa the nine one eight. This was again before any of the we have all these businesses with nine one eight in their names now. But it was a, a new twist to throw on it at the time. That was, was that, I think still when you didn't have to dial nine one eight. I was gonna say uh, that was still when you all you only had to dial the yeah. eight digits. You yeah. Have, when was the second area code introduced? 
for that Tulsa. That was actually a long time. Like, okay. That may have been about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, so... It, I still can't remember what it is, though, yeah. that number. But it was. It may have been that it was fairly recent that you actually had to dial out the full yeah. 918 when you dialed a phone number. Yeah, and yeah, it just really caught on. So, yeah, that's the origins of those, the two original Lewis and Cluck t-shirts. And then there's been more, of course, over the years. I Speak Oki and Mimosa Mafia. So, yeah, always making new shirts. Coming up, we've got... I was going to say, it seems like now that it has been embraced by the actual city, it's now an official holiday, but you had been unofficially celebrating it for years before that as well. Yeah, there's actually a fun backstory on that. little slice of Tulsa history is that in on September 1st of 2008... The owners of the bar Cellar Dweller at the time, like, I remember he, he came to me and he said, hey, do you realize what's coming up? And he wrote it out for me. He said, Look, it's going to be 9-1-8, September 1st, 2008. And he's like, let's have a big party here with your shirts. And I was like, yeah, that's like really special. This is a once in a lifetime. This is the only time we'll ever have the calendar hit our area code 918. And it was a great time. We had a great party. And then the next year, I was like, gosh, it's too bad I can't do that again because that was really cool. But now it's September 1st, 2009, and it Mm kind of messes it up. And then I was like, you dummy, like, (laughs) there's still September 18th. I can do a thing on that day. Right. So then it became an annual tradition every September 18th to have some sort of small, usually like a little party. Um, We have a lot of them at Ida Red. I had a photo shoot at uh, Fairfellow Coffee one year. It just moves around and... We try to celebrate the 918 in some spectacular fashion, whatever that may be. But yeah, then a couple of years ago, I guess the mayor officially proclaimed it to be an actual holiday. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to see that's developed to where it's becoming more of an official thing. Yeah. Yeah, we we did the scavenger hunt we did. last year for 918. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we came fun. in second place. <laughs> we were so we were behind the team that won the entire time. Yeah. So Yeah. Andy. Damn anyway, you, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question, which is, as our listeners will know, that the last, I would say, maybe 10 episodes of Pod for Good have been what we deem Pod for Sads, where we've been talking about the problems Tulsa is dealing with. So when we're talking about having Tulsa pride, how do you balance like having pride in a place, but also being like, it could be better? Right. I've been thinking a lot about this because Tulsa has... A lot of unfortunate PR issues with the, the I, I thought painting the Elon Musk face on the driller was a giant mistake, creepy. And then, of course, there's just been a lot. That's when I think it, ultimately it's uh, it's things that needed to be talked about and hopefully it all elicits positive change. So it's difficult conversations that we as a city have to have. Is that why you did the no hate in the 918 shirts? Yeah, that was definitely a response to that idea. Because my entire life philosophy has always been like love. And I'm ultimately a hippie. (laughs) So like I was, my parents are very, like my dad's a musician. My mom's a painter. I grew up in an artistic family, very uh, hippie kind of philosophy of, you know, peace and love and and yoga and vegetarianism. And so that's kind of my life. And uh, I'm all about just spreading love and positivity. And so that's what is really rooted in the I Heart Tulsa and the Don't Hate the 918. And just changing the verbiage around to saying literally no hate in the 918. So just a way to say, let's show love for everyone here and really embrace a positive message about everything that's going on. And you came out with that, if I remember right, it was right around a little bit before Juneteenth and when there were... A lot of the uh, a lot of protests going on in Tulsa, yeah. 
It had just been, I think, announced that Trump was going to have his rally here. And so it almost felt like your way of, it was almost your form of protest, right? Your peaceful protest right. was to put that out there for the world. Yeah. And I was ultimately so proud of Tulsa that day. Like I, that, like the Trump rally mm-hmm. made me so nervous. And I was just like, I just, I can't be around this. I'm like, I just felt nervous that there was such negative energy in the air in Tulsa that day. But I was so proud that it was ultimately peaceful and people didn't show up. And I was like, good. That's that was a stressful week. I think Tulsa really did us proud ultimately on on how that turned out. So Mm -hmm. that was good to see. Yeah. And even if there's no hate on the, in the, uh, you can't say there's no hate than I one eight. At least we can show that there's less than less hate than people thought there would <laughs> yes, be that's right. in the nine one eight. Oh, all the hates in that other tells area code that I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like it begins with a five, five, five three, three nine. nine. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Five, three, nine is the worst. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, again, you, there's only so many six digit numbers you can have before yeah. you run out of numbers. But so speaking of nine one eight day, yes. this will go out about a week before our next 918 day. And it's obviously going to be a little bit different than yeah. past years. But but we will have some fun things to do that day. So I encourage everyone to follow me on Instagram and Facebook to get updates about 918 day coming up. I'm trying to think of how many people in town are not Facebook friends with Steve. Steve has a lot of <laughs> Facebook friends. But I don't, actually, now I think about it, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I follow you on Instagram or not. I'll have to get on that. Mm-hmm. So there we will go. put your Instagram handle in the show notes. Yes. So. Excellent. Yeah. We will so, not say it aloud, so it's not read by some bot in Australia to our two Australian listeners. Uh, <laughs> and then you get slammed with things. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, 918 Day, it, it's, it will be interesting to see because it, we know it has to be different, but it's still important to celebrate. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the best we can do is continue to promote positive things about our city despite some of the unfortunate occurrences that have gone on, painting the driller's face and <laughs> all this crazy stuff. But yeah, and I, I just feel, that, that was just like side rant, but this is our iconic symbol of Tulsa. We can't be painting some dude's face on it. That's just, that's disrespecting ourselves as a city. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm like going hard on that. It was creepy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah, that was like very horror film. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit what, about what this year's 918 Day is going to be like? I'm not really sure. It's still in the formation pro- uh, process. I'm selling a new Celebrate the 918 t-shirt on my Etsy store. So I encourage everyone to wear their shirts that day. And then we'll have some fun gatherings and events of some with social distancing in mind and precautions in place. But yeah, we'll do something fun. And if, if we're able to confirm anything by the time this goes out, we'll add it to the show notes. Yes. So. So we'll see. But as Steve said, follow him and you'll there'll be some exciting events. Something will happen that we can all enjoy. Again, like, like I, I might just yeah. dress up like a chicken and and stand on the corner on Brookside with a with a t shirt on or something. <laughs> something will happen. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is this, the scavenger hunt could technically work again. We just can't. We, we just couldn't meet in a central location to start it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting time to celebrate Tulsa. I feel yeah. like we have Tulsa's been spending a lot of time internally working on itself mm-hmm. and having fights that we should have had. 50 to 100 years ago and having them now and just because we're all stuck at home we are forced to deal with these things to me it's the same concept where there are people who say the whole if you don't love this country then get out but you know what to me real patriotism is the ability to uh love something but also understand its flaws right so 
this country, we can love it, but understand its flaws and want to work on it and make it better. It's the same way with Tulsa, right? We can be proud of Tulsa. We can love Tulsa, but still see racial inequalities that need to be fixed. Historical issues, present issues, all kinds of things. We can see that they need to be fixed, but you can still be proud of the city and the people. There are, even when many horrible things are happening, there are still lots of positive, amazing things going on in the city and in the people. Welcome to to my life, Chris, of trying to explain to people that you can want to fix something and still love it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for our listeners, you're probably going to be hearing more lawn uh, care sounds. In that case, I apologize. So, <laughs> every one of the neighbors of the secret location in which we are recording is doing lawn work right now. Yes, welcome to Lawn for Good. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had a lawn mowing like uh, drop, but I, we, we don't need it for this one. Just record a snippet of this right. podcast and you can use it in the future. That's right. <laughs> uh. We don't have to get into this if you don't want to. But speaking of the art world in Tulsa, there has been kind of a scandal that has been under a little bit underground for yes. a while that finally bubbled up. I guess it was about two months ago. Yeah. And I don't, we don't have to get into specifics, but it did bring up, I think, an important thing to show that even art, which is something that is generally seen as maybe a little bit more open and progressive, has some of the same issues when it comes to things like sexual harassment, sexual assault, and things like that. So as somebody who is deeply ingrained in the art scene in Tulsa, how does it how did that make you feel learning uh, about that and seeing some of that and then how how do you work in Tulsa to try to to make the the art world a safe space for everyone yeah i'm glad we get a, a platform to talk about this like the that's been something that i'm very uh, passionate about is the believe women and uh, i'm actually doing a photo shoot at aha with my friend aaron martin has put together a group and where they're all going to wear believe women masks and believe women t-shirts awesome and we're going to promote that message really strongly because it's something that's so important and yeah yeah it's important that i want to use my my platform to help and to to lend my support to to these brave women who are uh courageously and admirably coming forward to help put a stop to this that's their they don't get anything from it this is not easy and i know how hard it is and uh, how much judgment and how much unfair criticism is lobbied towards women coming forward and uh, that's something i think we need to really address too it's just we have to believe women we have to support women and we have to really hear them and really really champion them for their their courage Back to Art Crawl a little bit. We just had September's Art Crawl. Mm -hmm. So we've got three more left for the rest of this year. So do you have any insight? Do you see anything changing over the next three months? I I think it's going to be pretty much the way it has been the last couple of months, where it's just the the larger galleries that are able to distance effectively. And then, yeah, hopefully once we get into the vaccine and get this kind of cleared up a lot better yeah hopefully like the smaller galleries like tac will be able to reopen mm-hmm. one of the big draws uh, as you referred to over the last couple of years has been big events large-scale events in guthrie green right? yeah the ballet has come out and done performances there have been theater in the park just various musical performances all kinds of things have been out there and guthrie green is doing 
no events for right. obvious reasons, but they're doing no events, not just for First Friday, but none. So I think that probably has limited the draw of people out there. When we went a month ago, there weren't a lot more than the three of us it walking was, around. It right? was like the old school original ones where there was 50 people total on the entire street. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want to have a chance to have a gallery mostly to yourself, then <laughs> it's a good time to head out to First Friday. Yeah, listen, I, I wish I could get into the wonderful Wizarding World of Harry Potter right now in low amount of people yeah. uh, type of area. That'd be nice. That's right. Another thing you mentioned was uh, Gathering Place. So yeah. I'm curious about that because I haven't been back in a little bit. I, Whenever I do uh, long runs or bike rides, I take the trail through and around it. But since Gathering Place is reopened, what, what does it look like? What's different about it? That's been my, my salvation during the p- pandemic. Like originally during the stay at home order, I started walking for maybe three to four hours a day because it was just like I have nowhere else to be. It's mm-hmm. nice out. We were fortunate to have great weather yeah. during that April yeah, I just got like really into going to the trail and just like spending the whole day just like walking and, and running. And uh, we are so fortunate to have the gathering place, mm-hmm. like the Kaiser Foundation giving us this gift has just been phenomenal for the city. I just can't say enough good things about how exciting it is that we have this largest park in America, just beautifully done. So, yeah, that's I'm just I can't say enough good things about the Kaiser Foundation for giving us the gathering place and how important it is. Like, it's fun to see. It's making kids get active. Like, you see kids at the skate park, and they're getting off their phones, and they're they're actually getting physical activity in. And mm. I love the Midland Valley Trail, personally. Like, yeah. the, the one with the trees on both sides, because I'm a pale <laughs> redhead that burns instantly. <laughs> so that shade is uh, good for me for my, my walks. But, yeah, it's just, that's been, like, the one thing you can feel okay doing, mm-hmm. being outside, like we are now. Yeah. Even with the lawn mowing and weeding. That's right. Yeah. It is nice that but isn't a thousand degrees outside. You have so you work for Spexton. Yes. And so you do jewelry design for them, among other things. One thing I'm curious about is that you are in a retail setting and you have been pretty much back yeah. for a few months now. So what has it been like? I'm curious. What has it been like? One of the things that I've always felt so comfortable about is if anyone's ever been to Spexton on Cherry Street, we are a small locally owned jewelry store that does custom jewelry and repair, design, wedding rings, engagement rings, diamonds. Our store is easily um, controllable as far as sanitization. So I'm up there with like my, my alcohol wipes and sanitizer, just anything anyone touches, we immediately sanitize. So we're able to control the store with masks are obviously required. We've been, we give away masks if someone doesn't have one. We just really have taken it so seriously and taken every precaution possible to make it a, a safe and sanitary place that uh, people can feel comfortable in. And that's the reason I feel good about it is that we have, it's a small enough store that we can control pretty much every surface mm-hmm. and make sure it's constantly sanitized. So yeah, that's, and have you had any people come in refusing to wear masks and causing a big stink about it? No, I see all those videos on online. Our customer base is such, you know, great people. Yeah. But yeah, so nothing like the, the fits from YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
I, I had a feeling about that, but I was saying you could really do some damage in that store if you really want to throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> we're excited that Cherry Street's uh, completed too. Oh, like the yes. renovation of the street has just been beautiful. We've got lit uh, crosswalks now. I know. I'm so excited about that. I, I can walk across the street and not feel like I'm going to die every time I do. Yeah, that's been major. Because yeah, before crossing Cherry Street was just like a game of Frogger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was actually her who did it, but I want to thank KJ um, because that was one of the first requests. I sent to her when she started. I'm still in darkness, KJ. I'm still in darkness at night. Get on that. All right. Listen, if nothing else, you satisfied two of your constituents on this podcast yeah. today. <laughs> and considering how few people voted, that's really all you need. So, which is another topic completely. Yes. You are, you mentioned you're, you come from a family of artists. Yes. You yourself are an artist. You enjoy First Friday, but you have a lot of artistic outlets yeah right so you like to paint but the one i think that maybe has been the hardest for you during this pandemic is that you also love karaoke i was gonna i was hoping you would say karaoke because that is that's where my heart hurts i know i know yeah i'm not able to uh scratch the karaoke itch and it's that's been tough but i've been practicing in my car doing a lot of karaoke so i'll have a whole new set list for my next karaoke performances I've gotten really into trying to do a male vocal of super poppy Paul Abdul, Kylie Minogue, like the just bubblegum pop. Nice. Try to sing that as a dude. Okay. And terrible results. This is awful, but that's what karaoke is. Like it's supposed to be super embarrassing. It's It's supposed to be awkward and maybe even difficult to listen to, difficult to watch. And that's the beauty of karaoke is just embracing this flawed art form, if you want to call it an art form, um, because no one likes good karaoke. Right. If you're a good singer, then everyone else that's on the list that's coming up after you is like, great, now I've got to follow this. But we love a bad singer. We love Mm -hmm. someone who's up there just way out of their element. It's like my love of like camp. I just, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a passion. It's exciting. There's something beautiful about someone who is terrible at singing, just really giving it their all in a karaoke. And again, maybe this is, I'm a hundred percent sure this is an extroverted thing, but there is something (laughs) beautiful about an entire art form built around embarrassing yourself yeah Yeah. and not caring and and for me it's there is a therapeutic side of it like i was shy as a kid still can be often and that was my way of getting over that was like hey if i can go in front of a group of strangers sing a song that i have no business singing (laughs) then i can do anything Mm -hmm. so that was like like the if you have a fear of heights go to the grand canyon and look down like karaoke got me out of that. It's been like a, a great outlet for battling the shyness that I grew up having. And so it's important in that way. And plus, yeah, it's just fun to just just do something that's, that you're really not good at, but just you love it. It's just, right. But it doesn't matter if we're good. In fact, it's good if we're bad. What I like to say is what I lack in talent, I make up for an enthusiasm. Yeah. Yes. Maybe with that most recent Zoom update where they improved on audio quality, but people can actually try to do some Zoom karaoke. But ah, yeah. So, that would be fun. Yeah. And, be fun. I'm, and I bet there's a way of doing an outdoor karaoke where everyone's just far apart and yeah. can make it work. I miss, I've been singing a lot to myself. So yeah. we should, we should talk to the, the, Main Street, whatever group that's doing now, the outdoor dining. Yeah, that was actually, that was going on last Friday when I I was at Living Arts, and that was really cool. Yeah, so 
Maybe they can do uh, outdoor karaoke as part of it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. our club would do it or something. Yeah, because there's definitely no sound problems when you do things outdoors. As Listen, <laughs> as we discussed, yes, it it's feels not right. about the quality. That's true. That's right? certainly true. There's something magical about singing, say, like a Bon Jovi song badly and having the whole room join in with you. Listen, I once, for a guy's birthday party, we were all Star Trek fans, sing uh-huh. the enterprise theme song as karaoke and no one in the bar knew what was happening but we enjoyed ourselves immensely because <laughs> that song is terrible and it's fun to sing really loudly I so actually don't know which is better when you sing something that no one knows or you sing something everyone knows. i feel like it, it, it <laughs> both are great because if everyone knows the song then they can all sing along badly but if they don't know the song there's like why are these people choosing the song and then you can have a conversation with about and make new friends so yeah. I'm a big fan of butchering the classics. Oh, yeah. Like, Love Shack is my ultimate go-to. And it's the most stereotypical karaoke song of all time. That and Baby Got Back are, like, the two just mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Shoop would be another bite. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, but I'm like, embrace those. Like, the, of course we should do those multiple times per night. Like, those are the greatest karaoke mm-hmm. songs ever made. I One day, Steve, you will see my, it doesn't really matter which song, but, like, a, my meatloaf karaoke Ooh stuff because that you can really just scream the entire time and it's great (laughs) and those songs are not short (laughs) so you're up there for a while which is more attention for me i will say that's the only thing for me with karaoke i do prefer the shorter songs to me it needs to be like four minutes or less once it starts to get to the longer songs there's always those ones that like you don't realize how long the instrumental break is until you're up there yeah it's so long two minute instrumental break and you're like what do i do improvise dance come up with something to do real quick yeah yeah so that's always the awkward thing like uh, purple rain by prince is one that You've got to just start just just chatting with the audience uh, during this uh, three minute guitar solo. I feel like they could shorten that part. They could like fade fade out and fade back in right before. (laughs) We don't like we're not doing karaoke to hear the instrumental breaks. So (laughs) get on that karaoke, people. So one of the one of the things we always finish up with Uh is, uh, and we've already talked about a lot of this stuff, but we can recap if we want. But. We always want to give our guests a chance to plug anything. I feel like we've done a lot of plugs, yeah. but let's kind of put a bow on some of the upcoming stuff that, that you want to get yeah. out there. So we've got Celebrate the 918 coming up on September 18th. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook to get updates on that. I've got a special Celebrate the 918 t-shirt that's brand new. It's on my Etsy shop. And of course, the shirts are always for sale at Ida Red. You can get the I Heart Tulsa shirt. And the new uh, Tulsa Friends-inspired logo is available at Ida Red. Um, And, of course, you can always get my shirts on Etsy. And uh, I do a lot of photo shoots. That's one of the fun projects that I've been doing for years now is people can model the shirts. And, uh, like, I did one yesterday that was a lot of fun at my house. So people can just message me on Instagram and Facebook to set that up. If they want to show some Tulsa pride and get a good photo of, of themselves and their families rocking some Tulsa pride shirts... And then, yeah, Spexton on Cherry Street. I encourage everyone to drop by and check us out for all of your jewelry and diamonds and engagement rings and repair. And let's see what else. And hopefully karaoke soon. And I encourage everyone to check out First Friday like we talked about. And check out Pod for Good. I noticed you guys have had a lot of great episodes in your archives. Yeah, thank you. Do you have a favorite that I like? if you could be like, oh, you got to make sure you listen to this mm. one? Oh, man. Are they all like it's choosing a favorite child? It, it, it's hard because the some of the our most recent and be- best ones were remote, and those don't feel as good, even though they are fascinating conversations as the ones we've done in person. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I mean, definitely Q was a great like in-person episode we had because that one went all over the place. Oh, yes. Interviewing Nika and Kojo together was fun. Yeah. And of course, having our city councilor on twice. Yeah. I'm still in darkness. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe we were talking about all the different stuff. I didn't even bring up the fact that you're a, a prolific photographer. Your photo shoots are always uh, a lot of fun. And so... You've told us about how during this pandemic you've gone for lots of walks and tried to be outside. Yeah. What have you spent your extra time when you're not working, when you're not walking outside, you're not doing photo shoots, you're not making t-shirts? Like, what is your sort of pop culture comfort food? As Oklahomans, we all enjoyed Tiger King. Oh, God. I think that was, like, the right thing at the right time. Doesn't uh, that feel like a year ago? It really does. It was, what, March? April? Excited about Carol Baskin appearing on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Along with something. Nelly. And Chris Shell from Selling Sunset. Wow. That was another one I really got into. I watched that entire season of Selling Sunset in one sitting. Wow. That was some good stuff. So, yeah, those have been the best go-to so far. Watching a lot of old movies, I actually have never really been much of a movie person. Like, there's entire, like, I've never seen Titanic. I've, you know, all... You know, hey, good. So, yeah, there's entire, like, pop cultural chunks of knowledge that I have no idea. I don't know who the famous actors are. I'm just totally out of it on that. So I've had some time to catch up and get around to watching something like i just watched um romeo michelle's high school school reunion yeah which i'm like how did i never see this before this is amazing (laughs) so yeah just catching up on some of the stuff that everyone's probably oh i've seen that a million times how are you just now watching that yeah that's been kind of the fun ones is going through watching some movies some old school stuff that i'm finally getting around to watching 20 years later i'm still trying to make Chris watch uh, Pearl Harbor because it's a three three terrible hours but entertaining terrible hours <laughs> so Titanic on the other hand not three fun hours of terrible film it's just long also I feel like it's too much of a metaphor right now to watch a ship sinking oh, so yeah, yeah. There's, uh, we're being attacked by bugs at the moment so I, think, I feel like that's a good time to stop <laughs> Steve thank you so much for joining yes, thank us thank you so much yes. always a good time hanging out with you guys yeah, yeah thanks for having me on I appreciate it no I listen Chris and I we're happy to be in proximity to other people yeah. all right thank you so much I hope you all enjoyed our episode with Steve today. Chris and I enjoyed it immensely interviewing him in person at a distance during the day. It was really something while I've always enjoyed doing podcast recording, I did not realize how much I missed talking to people in person. So please check out the show notes for all of Steve's amazing events and organizations he's involved with and make sure to follow him on the Facebooks and the grams and whatever other things the kids are doing these days. And And don't forget, be just like the artwork on the can for uh, Extrovert Apocalypse and wear a mask. Again, Telsa, please, one, first, subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. And two, it's September now. We're still saying this, but get it done out there and wear a mask. (laughs) 